We are going to be reading now from Genesis chapter 12, and we're picking up on the same portion that we had read that we've been studying for the last several weeks, where God told Abram to go forth from your family. He gave him this command, and with that command, he gave three blessings. Then he gave him another command, and he said to him, he said, and so you shall be a blessing. He commanded him, he commanded Abram to be a blessing. There was a command to do that. And in that command to be a blessing, he says this is the result of what he was obliged to be a blessing. But now in verse 3, and it says, and I will bless those who bless you. I want to just key in on that statement. I will bless those who bless you. I will bless those who bless you. In other words, we are to watch out because, because we want, to, we, we want to, to be a blessing to others. And he says, I will bless those who bless you. So let's see some examples of that. But first I want to start by reading a couple of verses from the New Testament. In Galatians chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let us do good to all people. So it's not like we should just single out just certain people, but just do good to all people, but especially those who are of the household of faith. So in other words, those who are in Christ, we are to be especially, we are to, to be especially good to them, to those who are in Christ. Okay, so he says all people and especially those in Christ. Now let's look in 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 17, it says, the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. So now within the household of faith, he says elders who rule well are to get double honor. So now you've got, on top of that, you've got double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Boom. So you've got all these different levels. You've got everyone, especially those who are of the household of faith, elders who rule well, and among the elders who rule well, he says, those who work hard at preaching and teaching. So we're to have a special eye out for them. A very special eye. You know, when we, when we bought our home 20 years ago in Houston, we got what we really wanted. We, we wanted a, a, like a separate apartment that we could, that we could, uh, uh, give to missionaries that are passing through town and, and just bless them with that for just short-term stays. And so it's above the garage and it has a separate entrance and has a full bath and, and, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, you get Wi-Fi up there. And so we wanted to make it comfortable. Well, where did we get this idea from? So if you turn to 2 Kings, the book of 2 Kings, chapter, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. And we're, we're going to uh, um, uh, start reading there, and we're going to spend some time in that passage. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Now there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunem, where there was a prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. And so it was, as often as he passed by there, he turned in there to eat food. She said to her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, passing by us continually. Please, let us make a little walled upper chamber, and let us set a bed for him there, and a table, and a chair, and a lampstand. And it shall be, when he comes to us, that he can turn in there. 
One day he came and turned into the upper chamber and rested. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he called her, he, she stood before him. He, he said to him, say now to her, behold, you have been careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Would you be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the army? And she answered, I live among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, truly, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, at this season next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. And the woman conceived and bore a son at, the, at that season the next year, as Elisha had said to her. The portion that we read in Genesis was, those who bless you, I will bless. Those who bless these men of God, I will bless. Those who bless those special servants of the Lord, I will bless. And you may say, well, we should bless all people. We should. But there is an added blessing for those who are going to be, those who are in the kingdom of God, an added blessing for elders who rule well, and then an added blessing among those who work hard in preaching and in teaching. So let's look at this again in verse 8. Now there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunem, where there was a prominent woman. It says it was a prominent woman. NIV translates it a well-to-do. Not wealthy, but well-to-do. Not particularly wealthy, and we know not particularly wealthy by what she built. It wasn't a grand palace. It wasn't like she had all sorts of extra rooms. But she was okay. But she was a prominent woman. The literal translation is she was a great woman. Well, what about some fairness? Aren't all women great? No, this one was particularly great, the Bible says. The Bible called her great. Well, what is it that distinguishes a great woman from just a regular woman? What is it that distinguishes her? And it says that she was a prominent woman or a great woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. In other words, she offered him some food, and he said, no, 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 it's all right. Come on, eat. It's all right. I'm good. Eat, please, eat. So he ate. She persuaded him to eat food. What is the greatness about a woman? A, a woman who persuades people to eat food. Let me tell you, you have an international student to your home for dinner, and you say, would you like some dinner? And they say, no, no thanks. And you say, oh, okay. And you don't serve them? That's not very nice. They are trained to say no a couple of times, and you're supposed to push them to do it. I once, once uh, uh, went out for pizza. I had a, a roommate from South Yemen when I was in college. I lived with, with nine other Christian guys in this house, and this, this, this young uh, uh, Yemenese guy had come to know the Lord, and he moved in the house with us. And uh, one day I told him, I said, you want to go out for pizza? He said, sure. So we went down to the local pizza shop, and that as I'm going to pay for it, he says, I'll pay. He said, okay. And then when we got back to the house, he said, Jim invited me out to eat, and he made me pay. I'm like, hey, what are you talking about? You said you wanted to pay, so I let you pay. So then he said, no, you're supposed to say, no, I will pay. So then I learned his custom. When he said, I'll pay, it doesn't mean anything. Just say, it's all right. And she persuaded him. She persuaded him to eat. This is a sign of greatness. 
that she's persuading others to receive a blessing. She's persuading others to receive a blessing. This is a sign of greatness. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat food. She so blessed him, whenever he passed by, he said, I think I'll turn in there to eat. Because she has such a warm home. That is a very warm and gracious woman in there. No doubt she's a prominent woman. That is a sign of prominence. If you are stingy, you are not prominent, you are not great. And it says that she said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. So it wasn't that she knew this is Elisha, the great prophet. She didn't know. She just thought this is, a, this is a, somebody who loves God. But now, after his being in her home, she now perceives that this guy is a holy man of God. So she says this to her husband. And, and I can understand the man. You know, a lot of times men just don't see it. Women are, can be far more perceptive of people. My daughter is super perceptive of people. I bring business associates to the house. And she reads them like a book. I invite her and she says, Dad, don't trust these, this guy. He's scamming you. Like, he's a nice guy. Dad, he's scamming you. Trust me. He's... And boom, she's right every time. It's an interesting point. I mean, sometimes there's people that can really read other people. So it, it says, so it, it says that she perceived this. And then in verse 10, please. So she says to her husband, please. She doesn't just go out and say, I'm going to remodel the house. No, she says to her husband, please. She brings him along with her in this blessing. She brings him along with her. She says, please, let's do this. And, you know, I see the same thing. Sometimes Shireen wants to do something for the house to get it better for guests. I'm like, oh, come on, they're just students. They'll be fine. You won't even notice. No, we have to make it nice for them. I mean, have you ever noticed when you come in my home for lunch, there's always, always uh, tablecloths on the tables? Like, why do we need tablecloths? It's just stems, it's plastic, it's fine. No, we're going to put a tablecloth, we're going to make it comfortable for them when they come in our home. Okay. You know, so she brings me into that blessing. She was bringing her husband in. She says, please, let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. And it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. So their roofs were flat. She built a little walled upper chamber. And we know it says it's an upper chamber. And there's a, another account in the Bible that takes place after this where you see he went up the steps into there. So they remodeled. They built a little chamber. It wasn't a big palace that they had. If they had a palace, they would have had plenty of room for them. But no, she built a little chamber. So it's a small home, just enough for the man and the woman and a few guests to come in and eat, but nobody else to just stay and have privacy. So she built a little chamber and she made it comfortable. She put a bed, she put a chair, she put a table, and she put a lampstand. She wanted to make it comfortable for that man of God. He says, whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. The man says, okay. One day he came there and he turned into the upper chamber and rested. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he called her, she stood before him. He said to him. So in other words, Elisha is speaking to Gehazi. 
Maybe he doesn't know the language of that woman. Or maybe he's keeping a distance from her. And he's saying, Gehazi, address this. We're not sure. He says to him, Elisha says to Gehazi, Say now to her, Behold, you have been careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Those who bless you, I will bless. Those who bless you, I will bless. When we bless the men and the women who serve God, we are blessed. Yes, we should bless everybody. Thank you for telling me that. But there are special ones that this is talking about. That we go the extra mile for them. Those who work hard at preaching and teaching are worthy of double honor. These men who are serving in the mission field. I'm getting some feedback. Can you turn it down a little bit, John? Getting some feedback here. So, um, those who work hard at preaching and teaching, it says that are worthy of double honor. And here, he says to, he says to her, he says to her, behold, you have been careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? This is the great prophet of Israel. He says, what can I do for you? There is a tremendous blessing when we bless particularly men and women who have dedicated their lives to the service of God. A particular blessing for them. And Shireen is always quite cognizant of this. She She will have these great men and women of God stay in her home and she will always tell them, pray for our family, come down and and be with us in our home for dinner and now I want you to pray for our family. We want you to call down a blessing on our family. She's going to get a blessing from these people. She has blessed them and she's going to get a blessing. And you can see that in her life. And I I was just talking with her, I was sharing with her this passage yesterday uh, over breakfast. I was sharing this passage with her as I was getting ready for, to teach on this, she said, you know, in our home, we had a little stove just inside the door of our home. And all the kids would sit around the stove because in the wintertime it was warm and my mother would make the chapati. But whenever the missionaries would come, the kids would have to leave the room and she would let the missionaries sit on the stools and warm up around the stove. I said, was this in your kitchen? She said, our home didn't have a kitchen. Just had, we just had a little stove which was by the door, and we had tables around it. That's where we ate. And she said, the missionaries loved to come because my mother would always make them warm japati and they would eat. And then after they ate, then the kids could come back and occupy those seats and eat. And I see the same tendencies in her and and how she honors other people. So when we have guests in her home, she's going to serve them first. If we have no guests in her home, and it's just our family, guess who gets served first? I do. And I remember one day the kid said, how come dad always gets served first? And she looked at him, because he's the father. And I'm like, yeah, what she said. (laughs) You know, she just knows how to display honor. So our flight to go see my parents this this weekend was was, uh, five hours late. So we arrived at their house at 2.30 in the morning. My mom was, was in the hospital, and my dad, who's 90, had bought some chicken and made a salad and bought some bread and had dinner waiting for us. Now, we had already eaten. We were exhausted. We wanted to get to bed. Many women would just say, look, I'm just too tired. I, I just got to look out for myself, and they'd just go to bed. 
You know, when, you, when you're stuck in an airport for five hours, you, you, you know, you're not in your, the best of moods. And, and uh, she walked in there, and I was going to sit with my father. And she sat with, and she ate. She wasn't hungry, but she ate something because he had prepared it. So honoring to him. So honoring to him. And then after, and then she, she helped clean up and things. And I said, thank you for sitting with my dad. She said, oh, of course. He's 90 years old. We have to honor him. Understand something of honor. Those who bless you, I will bless, he told Abram. This is a great man of God. Those who bless you, I will bless. Learn how to be a blessing and you will be blessed. So he said to her, behold, you've been careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? He says, you've been just really super good to us. This is beyond the call of duty. Not just serving me that one time, but again and again I turn in here. And now you made this place for me? Would you be spoken? Would, would you be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the army? And she answered, I live among my own people. So in other words, he says, I can put in a good word for you with the king. Or I can speak to the captain of the army about you. And he'll take care of you. This woman didn't care about the things of the world. She was not in this for herself. She was not in this just to get the things of the world. She said to him, I live among my own people. There's nothing that the king can do for me beyond, I live with my own people. There's nothing that the captain of the army, I live among my own people. I'm secure. I don't need that. So he said, what is it to be done for her? So he's speaking now to Gehazi. And Gehazi answered, truly, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Very interesting. She doesn't go walking into his little room. She's quite discreet. How would it look to the neighbors, the woman of the house going up into that room with two men in there and her husband not? Probably very innocent. But how would it appear? <clears throat> the Bible says in the New Testament, stay free from even the appearance of evil. Stay free from even the appearance of evil. So I'll tell you what I do. Whenever any woman walks into my office at work, the door stays open. They cry about organic chemistry and what's happening to them with the door open. I just have a policy. The door, if they shut the door behind them, I get right up and open it. My secretary knows if any woman comes in, shuts the door behind her, get up and open it. The door stays open. Why? Because I don't want even the appearance of evil. Not like... I'm going to pounce on any woman that walks in my office. I just don't want the appearance of evil. What if after an hour we should come out all smiles? Huh. I wonder what was happening in there. The door stays open. Because as believers, we are called to something higher. As believers, we have to be free of even the appearance of evil. This woman was discreet. She stood at the door. He called her. She stood at the door. She's not going in. She's standing at the door. Remember, every word of God is there. Every word in the Bible is there for a reason. It's there for teaching, for reproof, for training, and for correction in righteousness. Training in righteousness. It's there. Every word is there. There's a treasure in every word. Every word in the Bible is true. The woman, it says, no, she said, no, my Lord. 
O man of God. I'm, I'm sorry, let, let me start reading here. Truly, in, in, verse, in verse 14, so he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gatsahazi said, Truly she has no son, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her here. When he had called her, she stood at the doorway. Then he said, At this season next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, O man of God, do not, let, do not lie to your maidservant. This was beyond belief for her. My husband is old. I mean, we've tried for years and years and years, and now he's old. It's not going to happen. And she says, O oh man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. This is a prominent woman, but in herself, she calls herself a maidservant. I am your servant. I am your servant. This is a prominent woman. Learn how to condescend and come down. Not to think yourself so great because you have an engineering degree from Rice. Learn how to serve other people. This is a prominent woman. She says, I'm your maidservant. The woman conceived and bore a son at that season the next year. And as Eliza had said to her, those who bless you, I will bless. Those who bless you, I will bless. You learn to bless in particular men and women who are faithful in serving the Lord. And the Lord will bless you in return. When they call down a blessing from on high, you will be blessed. God said to Abram, those who bless you, I will bless. That is the promise. Jesus has called us, called us to a life of service. I want you to turn. This is, this is uh, uh, in Matthew chapter 20. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 20. And we're going to start reading in verse 25. Matthew chapter 20, verse 25. Let's listen to the words of our Lord Jesus. But Jesus, set, Jesus called them to himself and he said, You know the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. So look, what does Jesus say? Those among the young believers, they love to exercise authority. And the great men love to lord it over. The great men love to exercise authority over other people. That's what they long for. That is foreign to the gospel, Jesus says. That's foreign to the gospel. Verse 26, It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. It is not this way among you. If you call yourself by the name Christian, if you call yourself a believer, we are called to be different. Not that we long for these positions to exercise authority over others, but we are to be servants of another. God condescends in Jesus Christ to come to this earth. It says He took on flesh because His children bore flesh. Why did Jesus take on flesh? So that He could identify with us. Just like when the Father shaves His head to identify with His child who's undergoing chemotherapy. There's an identification by becoming like them. Jesus becomes like us. He takes on flesh. This is condescending for him to take on flesh. But he does it. 
He says, it's not this way among you like the unbelievers do. He says, if you want to be great, you shall be a servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. When I see students serving, serving others, I know that student's going to be blessed. I just know it. Not a prophet. I've just seen so many data points. Those who serve end up with great spouses because people see them serving and the people who notice them serving are those who themselves are servants. So you end up having a couple who are both selfless rather than selfish. And the marriage is a whole lot more peaceful. And when you learn to serve others, it gets your mind off yourself. I don't need to be spoken of to the king. I don't need to be spoken of to the leader of the military. I live among my own people. I'm content with what I've got. It turns out it makes you very content. I have these venture capitalists come to my office and they tell me all this money that I can make if I invest to do this and let them invest in my companies, which means that they're going to get the vast majority of the money and I'll get nanodollars left. That's what that means. But I tell them, I can already afford everything that I want because my wants are very small. And they're like, they don't know how to handle that. What do you do with a man who says, I can already afford everything that I want because my wants are very small. He says, whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Then he finishes up, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve. Jesus came to serve. He is our model. He is our example. If you do not know the Lord, just remember, the Lord Jesus Christ came to serve you. Think about that. Jesus comes to serve you and to give His life for you. Jesus has given His life for you. Jesus has given His life for you. If you do not know the Lord this day, I call you, know Him. Know Him. He has given His life for you. The ultimate God has done for you. He's given His life. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. And as believers, if you would learn to walk this way, your life would be so much happier. You would be so much more content if you learn to be very giving and very gracious with what you have. If you learn to have an open home to have people come and stay in it, to welcome people, to feed people there, you would be so blessed. When these people come in your home and leave a blessing, you are greatly blessed. And it will extend beyond you. It will bless your children. It will bless your children. There is so much blessing to be had by blessing others. Those who bless you, I will bless, he says. Those who bless you, I will bless. Here this barren woman got a son. She didn't even think it could be done. Didn't even think to ask such a thing. Beyond what she could ask or think she got. Exactly as the scriptures say. I will give to you beyond what you could ask or think. Beyond that, I give to you. God has so much more in store for you. If you would learn to be a blessing. 
learn to bless others. You get in the habit of it right now. So if you're thinking, okay, one day when I have a house, I will do that. Well, you got to start now. Because if you don't, you are a liar. You're a liar. You are lying, not to me, but to yourself. To think that one day in the future, I will be that way. Do you have a room where you stay or do you live on the street? Presume everybody here has a room. You could still use your room for the glory of God. I lived in a graduate house, in a graduate dormitory my first year of graduate school. And I used to open up my room and I used to serve guys in the wintertime. I'd serve them hot chocolate and chocolate. Guys used to come in the room and I'd talk with them and we'd have a Bible study and we'd just do this little dormitory room, just a little room. And before that, I lived in a house with these nine other Christian guys and, and there we were obliged. I mean, we had, we had a, a, an assistant pastor over the house and he taught us you're to invite somebody over every week to your home where you guys cook a meal and you're all here and you sit around the table with some family from the church. And we learned to serve in that way. And you want to know one of the families we invited over? Guess which family? Shireen's family. We invited over Shireen's family. And what happened was, I went into the kitchen to do the dishes because it was my job to do dishes that summer in the, in the, in the discipleship house. And I went in to do the dishes, and she was in there doing the dishes. And I said, you can go out. It's my job to do the dishes. And she said, it's okay. I like doing the dishes. And my heart burst out of my chest. Have you ever seen like Popeye? That was happening to me where my heart just started pounding in my chest. Has that ever happened to any guy here? Am I the only person this has ever happened to? Where This happened to you? I'm not the only one. It's happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it just started pounding in my chest. I was like, a woman that loves doing the dishes? I keep you happy for the rest of your life if you want. So she did the dishes and I was drying the dishes, and that's the first time that I had spoken with her. We were in the midst of blessing other people. And, you know, this Shunammite got a son. I got two daughters and two sons out of this blessing. I mean, I have been so blessed, so blessed through this. So blessed. You never know what the Lord is going to do when you serve Him. When you serve Him the blessings that fall upon you. So in the state you're in, you ask the Lord, how can I use what I have to be a blessing to others so that I can call down blessing into my life? How can I do that? Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Lord, show me what I can do. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you some money. And it's, it's going to cause you to have to be nice. Shireen is naturally nice. I am not. I'm a typical professor. I'm not nice. I force myself to be nice. It's, it's a job for me. Every Sunday, I'm like, it's Sunday. I've got to be nice. I've got to be nice. It's Sunday. And I force myself to be nice. You, you, you'll, you, it'll cost you niceness. Some people will take advantage of you. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And to give my life as a ransom for many. This is exactly what we're called to do. 
to give our lives. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank and I praise you for your goodness and your mercies. You have been so good to us. Lord, I thank you for Jesus who has given of himself for us. He's given his life as a ransom for many. Father, for those here who do not know you, Lord, I pray, I pray that you draw them to Jesus this morning, that they would say this very prayer, Lord, forgive me because I am a sinner. Forgive me and come into my life. Forgive me, O Lord, and come into my life. And Father, for those here who know you, Lord, I pray that they would learn to bless others and in doing that, so call down blessing upon their own lives and families. Father, that they would learn to serve and that they would be faithful in that. And Father, that they wouldn't lie to themselves by putting it off into the future. But even now, that they would learn to serve. Father, your blessing and your grace come upon them, I pray. In the name of Jesus.